0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Shades of Grace Church in Kingsport, Tennessee. It's good to see everybody. Jimmy, how are you today? All right. I got my two favorite Jimmys here, one at the door, one in the booth. These guys are amazing. Y'all are the best pair of bookends I've ever seen. Uh, I asked Pastor Will yesterday if it would be okay if I opened up the service because I had some stuff on my mind uh we were here for thanksgiving uh, from we got here about 9:30, started serving from 10 to 12. i guess 40 people are better not counting you know the other stuff that we do uh, we got blessed with a lot of food and a lot of food went out which is what it's all about uh, we don't hoard or stash anything i mean as quick as it comes in it goes out and then the lord brings it in again twice as much and you're twice as much trying to get it out of here so we were very busy and very very blessed Uh, but you know hope is the theme for today and as i was watching the homeless people coming in and and getting a bite to eat uh, thanksgiving day i thought where is our hope Lord Jesus Christ is our hope and he's worthy to be served he loves us Uh, I was thinking about something that happened a few years ago when we were all sitting around the desk and I was just kinda keeping a running tally in my head of how much money went out and I said pastor will do you realize in 45 minutes $8,000 has gone out of this place And he said, don't worry about it, Steve. The Lord's going to bless us with 10. Within two hours, $15,000 check came in, which is a confirmation that we're doing things right. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will bless you beyond what you can handle. And I'm so thankful for that. sometimes it's a real struggle here Uh, about two months ago a young man's walking down the sidewalk looks over at the church thumbs down young guy clean-cut but he was just walking like he owned the world and i thought what is up with this and you know the lord shows you stuff if you just pay attention and i thought well there's pride there's arrogance There's someone who may know God's word, but hasn't taken it to his heart. And it's very important that it gets in your heart to change you. Uh, It's just so good. It's so good. It's a great place to be, and I'm thankful to be a small part of it. I said I wasn't going to get emotional about this, but I I love the Lord so much. He's pulled me out of a mess and blessed me. Pastor Will, you're up, brother. Thank you all for letting me share a moment. God bless you.
1: That's a little bit hard to follow this morning, isn't it? But as Steve said, the Lord pulled us out of a mess to give us a message to share with the world, right? Our life is a message. All right, we welcome you this morning to Shades of Grace worship. And those of you that will be joining us by Facebook Live and YouTube on Sunday afternoon and beyond, we are celebrating hope today in the first Sunday or first weekend of Advent. We do want to remember some prayer requests before we begin our uh, worship and music today. Virginia McLean is back in the assisted living from the hospital. She covets your prayers. Mr. Earl is hopefully waiting for surgery for knee replacements so he can be back in worship with us. Susie Rosier called yesterday and she asked you to please pray for her and she's uh, got a whole lot going on and so she loves shades of grace and misses you and says please pray for her. Martha called yesterday with a request. We pray for Christine, who is dealing with serious illnesses, for Dewey, Dolores, Mary, and Marty, Billy, and then we miss Becky and Lloyd today because they're in High Point, North Carolina, for a family funeral. So please remember them. And pray for the Ukraine, pray for Nigeria, and for our world on this first weekend of Advent. We certainly need hope. Can the church say amen? Amen. Miss Nikki, sitting on your favorite seat in the front row, good to see you back again. She's been back in the hospital again since since you saw her, back in Holston Valley and Roanoke again. But she's back, so give the Lord thanks today. This is one tough little lady here. And she's resilient and she's a fighter and she keeps coming back. So God bless you, Nikki. Yes. Wayland. Yes. All right. Remember Wayland's family. He just lost an uncle two weeks ago and we prayed for you in the loss of Sammy. But he said, in case you did not hear, they have lost 10 family members in the past two years. So please remember his family today. And remember, uh, those who have COVID, those who are getting over COVID, and those who have the flu and all the other things that are going on in our world. So um, if you have a special need that you'd like to lift up a hand, you may do that to recognize your need today as well. And I also wanna point out that Matthew is back with us uh, today. He's up there with Jimmy. And uh, Matt, it's been a long time seeing you, but the prodigal always comes home, and we're so glad that you're back with us, and I know that God has a plan, and it's gonna be okay. You know, I did wanna tell you that Carla was on the street earlier today. You might remember she was hit by a car about five or six weeks ago, and was very seriously injured. She has been released from the hospital, still in a lot of pain, still with a lot of bruising, but she is back in the streets again with no home and no place to go. So, But I did go over and thank you to Deborah who was uh, getting out of her car with a large cup of coffee. And so thank you for giving your coffee to Carla. And I had a good conversation with Carla this morning and Jimmy and Deborah and a few others came by as we talked with her. And so there is some reconciliation going on, I told her, You can come into the building, it's warm. You can spend a few hours out of the weather. She said, my mom is supposed to be here at 9.30. And they've been alienated for years. So give the Lord thanks that God is working. There is hope in the midst of all the tragedies of life. So I want us to pray together in the way that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray because that covers everything in life. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. And everybody said, amen. Amen. And Glenn, it's good to see you back. I'm glad you're feeling better today. And also, uh, Miss Phyllis, our GED teacher, our, let's see, we didn't call it GED. What do we call it? Uh, uh, It's been adult education. Uh, The program that we had before the pandemic came and kind of shut everything down, but Uh, Phyllis, we're glad to have you worship with us today. She's been very faithful here over the years of ministry, helping some folks uh, with their education. And uh, we haven't been able to see you in a couple of years. And she worships at Colonial Heights United Methodist Church. But we're so glad that you're spending your Saturday morning with us today, Okay.
2: This song was requested this morning. It's called, When God Has Another Plan." Listen to the message in the song. Forsaken by his brothers, didn't fit the plan. Being made a slave was not what Joseph dreamed. A coat of many colors was stained with blood and lust. But from that divine appointment, a ruler was God has another plan. Walk on and just say yes, when God has another plan. Be assured that He knows best. When all your dreams have shattered, rest in His sufficient grace. You don't have to understand, WHEN GOD HAS ANOTHER PLAN. ALONE AND BROKENHEARTED, QUESTIONS FILL YOUR MIND. CHANGES CAN BE HARD WHEN BROUGHT BY GOD'S DESIGN. BUT IF YOU COULD SEE TOMORROW With a view from heaven's throne, every unexpected struggle has led you closer home when God has another place. You don't have to to understand. understand. You don't have to understand when God has another plan. all join in this morning and help us sing these Christmas songs. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him through. And heaven and nature nature sing. sing. Heaven and nature sing. the head. is born.
1: I should say, yeah, thank you all so much for sharing that. You know, Christmas is that one season that everybody loves, and we don't get an opportunity to listen to the hymns and the Christmas songs that much. So here at Shades of Grace, we sing them all throughout the Advent season, and we have people who view in our virtual congregation several thousand people from different countries of the world. And so we share the music and faith of the season with you. And this year, of course, Christmas Day is going to be on a Sunday, right? And so we'll be doing a Christmas Eve worship service at 1030 on Saturday. We'll be doing our church service here, but that will be our um, Christmas service, okay? But we kind of mixed things up when we moved it to Saturday, and I'm still a little bit mixed up about that. Uh, And Steve's putting up both hands because, you know, we had um, slow days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I went to bed last night thinking that it was Saturday night and that today would be Sunday. Did any of you do that? (laughs) I'm learning. And then I got up and I thought, hey, I still have another whole day left in my weekend. It's, It's a little bit confusing. But we are grateful that we have... Uh, Opened up on Saturday mornings and we have almost an entirely new congregation and we had to do that because most of our old congregation disappeared and passed away during the time of the pandemic and the time we were closed. So we're grateful that we can change, but God doesn't change, right? We're grateful for that. And we're glad to have the Reverend um, Chinnidum with us today from Africa, from Nigeria. Put your hand up. I still have trouble enunciating his name, but he gave our message here three weeks ago on our Nigerian anniversary, and um, we appreciate him for bringing that message. And he's been spending a lot of hours here at Shades of Grace in the last three weeks just helping out and doing what pastors do and what ministers do. So he's going to be returning back to Nigeria in just a few days. And we want you to know that you have been a blessing. Uh, He's been on the Will and Jimmy show two weeks in a row. We made him into a star. (laughs) And uh, anyway, we've appreciated your presence with us. You have a very kind, humble, and gentle spirit. And for that, we offer thanks to God. All right, so today we're celebrating hope. And I want want to read one verse with you, and it's going to be on the screen from the Old Testament, Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, and many of you will recognize these words. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Let me read that one more time. I know the plans I have for you, the Lord says. I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. There always seems to be something standing in the way of finding hope. Can the church say amen? Amen. We, We hear a lot in our world about hopelessness and helplessness and despair. And that's why we sang that opening hymn, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Jeremiah, who penned these ancient words, was a preacher of his day who understood what many of the barriers were and continue to be in the world today, separating God from humanity. In the Old Testament, God was looked upon as a faraway God who was unapproachable. People were afraid of God. And Jesus came as a little baby in Bethlehem to bring God close to us. When we could not get to God, God came to us. Aren't you grateful for that, Emmanuel? God with us. That gives us hope in the midst of all the divisions that we face. In this one single verse that you read a moment ago, Jeremiah the preacher is challenging the Jewish people who had been living under dominion of the Egyptians and then for centuries under the Babylonian Empire before being carried into exile. You can recall a passage of Scripture that talks about the captors. Remember when they were taken into uh, a strange land, the captors came, they kidnapped the people of God, they carried them into a a strange place they'd never been before. And the captors, the kidnappers said, why don't you sing us one of your songs from your homeland? You know, it'd be like if you're in a faraway place or somewhere you've never been before or a congregation that you've never been before. Somebody might say, sing us one of your Landon songs, or sing one of your Shades of Grace songs. I remember a number of years ago, I and a friend traveled, I think to France, and I spent about 10 days, it's been quite a few years ago actually, before I came to Shades of Grace, but I'm the person who always finds a place to worship uh, on the weekend when there's a church open, and so I happened to be staying in a hotel across a major highway from a large cathedral. It was a Catholic church. And I knew that I wouldn't understand a word that was being spoken because I don't know French. Matter of fact, I don't think, think that French was even offered as an option when I attended high school. How about you? Okay. Pig Latin was just about the extent of it. Okay, anybody know how to speak pig Latin, right? Okay, some of you do. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I I made my way across there, and I, I knew that I was in the presence of the holy because the music, I could not understand a word that was being spoken, but I knew because of the music that was being played, there was something there that was familiar to me even though the words did not sound the same. And so the kidnappers of the Jewish people in a strange country said, sing some of those songs to us. And that's where we have that famous passage that says, they hung their harps upon the willows. The harps. If Oscar was here, he could be playing on that harp today. But they said, they hung their harps upon the willows and they were in despair and they were without hope. And they said, how can we sing the songs of the Lord when we're in a strange land? How can we do that? And we're living in a world today in which a lot of people are feeling that sense of emptiness and hopelessness. Simply put, those people thousands of years ago had lost sight of hope. But Jeremiah came as the weeping prophet to assure the people that hope is not only a possibility, but a very real promise. And I'm here to tell you today, if you've lost a sense of hope, if you've lost your way, if you're kind of not sure what's happening in your world today, I want you to read Jeremiah's message to the people because there is hope. Can you say that? There is hope in the midst of trouble. Regardless of what your situation is, it doesn't matter how far you have wandered away. It doesn't matter how far you have gone from God. There is always hope in in God and in Jesus Christ. Is there anybody here today? Come on in. You, do you have a delivery for us? Oh, it's you. Come on in, Robbie. I couldn't tell who you were. You had all those bags. I thought you were bringing me gifts. Okay. Uh, Okay, come on in. Uh, You know, I can't always tell when I'm looking at the sunlight. It's Robbie. Everybody say, hey, Robbie. Robbie. Okay. Okay. Uh, Amen. All right. And we're grateful that you are. And uh, good to see you. And people are always bringing things to Shades of Grace. So I saw him standing outside and I thought maybe... I need to address that. Okay, and here comes Bill. Can somebody help Bill over the threshold, please? There's always a bit of a struggle getting the wheelchair in. Okay, this is Shades of Grace, everybody. It's all just fine. Don't anybody get excited except if you're excited in the Lord. Right, Miss D? Okay. All right, but let me, the question I was getting ready to ask, is there anybody here in the house or by social media listening, on Sunday or any time thereafter who feels like you're living in a strange land sometimes. Anybody? I, you know, I feel like sometimes that I'm living in a strange world, just living my life. Everything is changing. Everything has changed in the last couple of years. Have you noticed it? things aren't the same in so many, many ways? But let me tell you something that hasn't changed, and that is God's promise for hope for you. God still offers hope in the midst of hopelessness. There are all kinds of things that separate us in the world and diminish hope in the lives of people. We have exclusive communities and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if we're blessed, that's great. God blesses us that we can better bless the people around us. But I could take you not very far from here, really close, to a very exclusive neighborhood. And then there's a huge wall that is built, and it's all covered with trees and vines. And you wouldn't even notice that wall. But then on the opposite side of the wall are probably hundreds of um, subsidized housing units. And so we have that division in just a few yards, a few feet of the the very rich and the very poor and the marginalized and the struggling. There are all kinds of walls that divide people and Jesus came to tear down the walls. Amen. Okay, so there are walls, there are railroad tracks. Uh, We we often sometimes use that word. I told you the story uh, when I lived in Miami, Florida years ago. And a dear little sweet lady was almost 100 years old, and her name was Sister Jessie. She was a member of our church. She's a long time in heaven now. And um, she lived what we call on the rough side of the tracks. There was drive-by shootings, there was stabbings, there was all kinds of break-ins and all kinds of things happening. And I think I told you the story of how she had her Channel 45 TV station. You remember that story? She can only pick up the one channel, which was 45, which this was way back in the early to mid-80s, which was the living, not living, this was the TBN broadcasting, Trinity Broadcasting. And it covered all of South Florida, and you could see the billboards, it was 45, that was the number. And I asked Sister Jessie one day, she had her door unlocked so that I and neighbors and others could go in. She was bedridden. She couldn't get out of bed. She couldn't attend church anymore. And she had a cane that if she was able to stand up, she could lean on. And then she had a little string tied on the end of her cane that she would pull the knob on that old black and white small TV, had the rabbit ear antennas. Remember that? and then she wanted to turn it off, she would just take the cane and reach down and push the button and turn it off. And I said, Sister Jessie, aren't, are you ever afraid? And she said, I'm not a bit afraid because the Lord loves me, and I've got my cane and my Bible and my 45. So regardless of the things that separate us in the world, God doesn't change. God is with us wherever we go. There are divisions between the poor and the rich, and yet God offers hope to all. The Bible says, and one of my favorite verses that uh, we use here at Chase of Grace, and it's written on the wall in that closet back there. The reason it's in the closet is it was on the wall and then we built the closet around it. and. Uh, if you want to see what that section of the building used to look like eight years ago, open up the broom closet, and you'll see all those colors. And wow, it almost makes you dizzy to look at some of those colors. Okay, Robbie, God bless you. You be safe and be careful, okay? All right. And um, on the bottom, there's a little verse that says, The rich and the poor meet together, but the Lord is the maker of us all. Can the church say Amen. amen. And so there should not be any divisions in the world, but we know there are, because that's human nature. It's the have-beens or the (laughs) have-nots, whatever. They're the haves and the have-nots, but they might be the have-beens if they're not careful, right? So um, all of these things come to separate us, but God came to set us free from the bondage of sin and death and from all the separation that stands in our way. Many, many barriers are built to separate people, but how many of you know that Jesus looked over the barriers? There were imaginary barriers, like if you're driving from here to North Carolina or to neighboring Kentucky or Virginia, you'll cross over an invisible line. There's not something there except maybe a marker on the main highways that tells you I'm crossing over into another jurisdiction. And so was when Jesus was walking the earth 2,000 plus years ago, there was an area, a large geographical area called Samaria. And the Jewish people had no dealings with the Samaritans. They didn't like each other. It was just a fact of life. And I won't go into all the differences. But in that day, the Jewish people would literally walk a long distance around to avoid walking across that invisible line and through that property that belonged to the people they didn't like. Does that sound anything like? what goes on in our world still today it still happens doesn't it but jesus ignored the barriers that man had put there those invisible boundary lines and he broke all the social rules and all the religious laws of that day because he cared more about a lonely woman who was from samaria who was in the noonday heat by herself drawing water from a well. Do y'all remember that story? The Bible is full of stories and I've been giving you stories for the last almost three months. Stories from Luke, Luke's gospel of those who had been outcast and separated and set aside and left behind in society of that day and how Jesus told the many stories and how Luke's gospel records many of those stories of how Jesus came seeking and saving that which is lost. As Landon sings, he came looking for me. Amen? Aren't you glad Jesus came looking for you? So it's not just a story that we read about in the Bible, but it's a story that we're supposed to keep telling about in the Bible to other people, how the real Jesus modeled life and proved hope for a hopeless world. Can the church say amen? As Jeremiah said in our reading earlier, I want to give you a future and a hope. So there's another story that I want to read now that the Lord really impressed upon me, and it's from the Gospel of Luke. We've been doing stories through Luke, and it's difficult to get away from all of those. I didn't realize there are so many, many meaningful Stories in the Gospel of Luke about how Jesus came to help those who were unable to help themselves. And I'm going to read this and you'll have the words. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate, remember we're talking about gates, walls, barriers, places that separate people. Outside the gate, There was a beggar named Lazarus who laid covered with sores every day. He was longing to eat the crumbs that fell from the table of the rich man who lived just beyond the walls and just through the gate. And the only friends he had were the dogs. You ever heard the old cliche, the dog is man's best friend? And if you turn the word dog around, And you get the word G-O-D, God. God still loves us. And I think sometimes God gives us friends like animals and dogs. The Bible says go and learn from them. Learn from the animals. We can learn lessons in life from all the creatures into whom God puts life. And the rich man sat inside his haughty place eating fine food and feasting much like Many of us did just a couple of days ago. Except for the rich man, I doubt that there were many leftovers. How many of y'all know that sometimes the leftovers are better the second and third day when you warm them up, right? Is that when they get good, right? Yeah. Thank God for leftovers. But I doubt the old rich man knew much about that kind of blessing because he had something new every day. He had the best of the best every day. He was well dressed in all of his expensive clothes. And it's kind of like, and I'm glad Steve told that story this morning, because I had forgotten it, about the couple who was walking down the street. And when they got here, and they looked at the door, and they saw the sun, Shades of Grace, went thumbs down. And that's the way of the world today. Because people want to be out of sight, out of mind, Don't think about it, because if you start thinking too much, you may have to act upon it and do something. Amen? But God wants us to think about it. As a person thinks in his or her heart, so we are. And if we think mercy, if we think compassion, if we think forgiveness, if we think family of God, brother and sister in Christ, then we'll start acting like that we're family. Can the church say amen? Give the Lord praise, because that is so true. And even in families, problems come, divisions come. But you've heard that old saying, uh, I can pick on my baby brother, but you better not pick on him, right? (laughs) And that's how it ought to be in the family of God. You know, we we can kind of nitpick on each other once in a while, as long as we do that in love, and we don't hold the grudges. But I'll tell you, in the last few months... Steve knows this, Jimmy knows this, Michelle knows this, and some of you know this, did I mention Michelle? I did, but others of you who are here, Jim, some of you all know this. Uh, I think I've been cussed out more in the last three months than I have in the last three years. I'm serious. (laughs) Oh no, not by them. She says not by us. Oh, I guess I need to, yeah, because I was talking about how family kind no, no, it wasn't us picking on each other. This was people on the outside picking on us, okay? Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. Not from us, no. Hey, I'll have to tell you something funny since um, Mikey isn't here right now. All of us love Mikey. But we had one of those days just a few days ago when all Hades almost broke loose at the front door. And I came running in and I said, What in the Hades just happened here? Except I didn't say Hades. And there were people in the room. And I walked back there a little later and I said, Mikey. And she was busy working and she didn't know a thing had happened. She was back there washing dishes. I said, Mikey, did you know that I backslid? She said, Today? <laughs> that was so funny. And I said, today, and yesterday, (laughs) and tomorrow. (laughs) Amen. Can we be honest with each other today? He that is without sin, cast the first stone. We live in a world. Give us a a glory hallelujah, (laughs) Roland. It's true. God came to help us get out of all that mess. But how many of you know sometimes somebody dumps the mess off right in our door? I mean, and we walked through it and we wade through it. Anybody ever done that? I'm talking about invisible things. Well, there's been a few times it wasn't so invisible. It was quite tangible. <laughs> Are we having fun yet? Am I telling the truth? Are y'all glad you came to church? Where else could you spend a Saturday morning? Besides spending a whole lot of money, right? All right. So I'm having fun up here. I don't know how long I might go with this. Jimmy might have to put it into part two this week. I don't know. But I'm as long as y'all don't walk out on me, I may hang on a little bit longer. Okay. Whoo, glory. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. I feel so much better after that. I don't know about you. <laughs> okay, let me find my place here. I was talking about getting cussed out. Uh, and... Pastor Michelle says, not by us. And and thankfully that's on the record. But the rich man, we have that attitude in the world today that looks down upon someone else. And there laid the poor man Lazarus on the other side of the gate and the dogs were his only friends. He was hungry. We used to sing a song, Have You Ever Been Hungry? Oh, come and taste and see that the Lord is good. The bread of life the bread of life, Jesus Christ. He would have gladly taken the scraps that would fall off the table. Can we say he needed hope? He needed hope. Have you ever read that verse in Proverbs 13 that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life a longing fulfilled. What is the longing of your heart today? What are you hoping for? It is not beyond God's reach for you. Hallelujah. Nothing shall be called impossible. Keep your trust in the Lord. Keep looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Better days are coming. Amen. There is hope. There is hope. The rich man didn't see it coming necessarily and the poor man Lazarus didn't see it coming, but the day came when both of them faced God. Let me give you some statistics. For the year 2022, that's the year we're almost ending now, the government of the United States defined poverty for a single individual could be like Lazarus, could be like many of us viewing this, or even in here today, with an annual income of less than $13,590. That's poverty. And yet, sadly, right now, with all that's happened in our world, you can barely find an apartment anywhere in town for that, right? and especially when the people we meet on a daily basis many of them have an average income of 500 600 700 800 dollars even if they get a check of 1400 dollars that only leaves you 400 dollars to live for a whole month after you pay your rent i mean it's tough it's hard and we have a world filled with these people and these people and we like to define People And we, you know, that I'm trying to help us understand today that the rich will stay rich and the poor will continue to be trampled underfoot. Amen. It's just the way life is. The powerful like to hold down those who are less able to defend themselves. For our government today, then that is the gate. That is the wall that separates the rich man from Lazarus and a whole lot of people fall in to that side of the fence. Now we define riches in many ways, but if our heart is filled with God's love, then we are a very rich person indeed. It doesn't matter if we're Lazarus, if we're struggling, if we're living in a vehicle, You know, as I told you this morning, there's Carla released from the hospital after being hit by a car and spending over a month back on the streets, cold, shaking under a blanket. Is that justice in our world today? I mean, think about it. Think about can we not somehow do better in our world to take care of one another. Can we not better offer hope for people? It got awful quiet in here, but I'm glad you all are quiet people, right? Have I started meddling now? Am I telling that like it should be? I mean, I think we need to hear this today. We can be rich toward God and not have money in our pockets. But is that the kind of richness we want? I'd rather have Jesus. Sing a chorus of that. I'd rather have Jesus, Landon. Have Jesus, then gives hope. Jesus is our living hope. The Bible says we have been begotten again into a lively hope. We have hope. Lazarus doesn't just represent poverty in the world, but he also points out to us how much impoverished the man on the other side of the gate really was. But we want to look into the eyes of Lazarus and see Jesus. I want to look in the eyes of every person who comes to these doors and see a beloved child of God. And some days it's hard to do that. Can Steve say amen? Can we all say amen? And I guarantee you there will be some days I may knock on somebody's door and it would be hard for them to see Jesus. Let's just be honest about it, right? Amen. Let's tell it like it is. I have to tell you this little story. It wasn't part of my sermon. But many, many years ago when I moved, well, I'd been serving for many years in South Florida. And I moved to a different congregation and we were having Sunday night services as well as Sunday morning services and there was a little gentleman who was about 80-plus years old, he lived very much in impoverished, and he would come into the church and, and just slump down in the pew and sleep all through church. It was a safe place for him. And especially after he and another 80-some-year-old man threw rocks at each other outside the church one day. So see, Shades of Grace isn't new to me. <laughs> I've, I've been doing this stuff a long time. But this man's name was Brother uh, Brother Wiley is long gone, but he's the one that threw the rock at Brother Smith, okay? And Brother Smith would come in for um, security and safety, but he was the kind of person that he would fall asleep immediately in the church, but every time he would hear something, when he wakes up, he will repeat whatever he heard. you get where I'm going? He was sleeping, and if... If he woke up and somebody said, praise the Lord, he'd say, praise the Lord. And we got used to him. I mean, he would wake up and whatever I'm preaching, he'd yell it out. Except on this one Sunday evening, the service had to be cut really short. Because I was giving the illustration to build my sermon about what I'm talking about here that the world counts riches and gold and silver and bank accounts and all this, but if you measure the human body and melt it down, that it would only be worth about $2. You you know that old equation, right? We're really not all we think we are, right, without Jesus. And I got to the point of if you got rid of the cars and you get rid of all the money, and then I got to the part of you just take, and I was trying to use an imagination, and you all take off your clothes and stop and just measure what's there. Well, I don't mean measure, but just, you know what I'm saying, weigh it all out. And Brother Smith woke up just about that time and he said, Take your clothes off. Oh, praise God, take them all off. <laughs> That's a true story, I promise you. Jimmy, if you need to edit that out, it's okay. <laughs> We're, hey, I'm here to tell you like it is. I have always served exciting churches. I don't like dull churches. Do you? Amen. I like to be real. And Brother Smith was real. You better give us another hallelujah roll there. Yep. Make everybody get back online. I wasn't going to tell that story, but somehow it, it worked. Is that all right with you, Chinatown? Yes, he says yes. (laughs) He'll take that story back to Nigeria, I'll bet. I'm sure he's got his own stories to tell about that. Okay, and I'm going to wind this up. I'm looking at the clock, I promise you. Um, Jesus is warning us in this passage today that the gates and the barriers and the walls that define us today and divide us Become great pitfalls tomorrow if we don't deal with them. The hole gets deeper and you can't dig yourself out. The wall gets taller and you can't climb over it. You know what I mean? We meet people often who struggle and then they get down and it's just down a little bit further each time. It's so hard to be out of it. But Jesus is giving us hope that there is hope in a hopeless situation. At some point, the gates and the walls, like the wall, the gate and the wall at the rich man's house, we can allow our own selves to be shut out or to exclude others. And we become a very isolated and lonely people. Amen. This wall this gate all of this stuff that separates is not new it was not god's punishment or judgment on the rich man it's just a fact of life it's what do we do with what god has given us i often put a little note when someone brings a blessing to shades of grace we are blessed to be a blessing right i mean we share We share alike. We bless the lives of others. This gate, this wall that separates so many, look at the ways we set gates and walls and barriers in our world today between the rich and the poor, the powerful and the powerless. The black and white and all other races of the world and all the cultures of the world and differing lifestyles, immigration status, and on and on and on and on goes the list of things that define us and begins to separate us from one another and sadly from the family of God, right? If God says that you're my family, then who am I to say you're not? This table before you says in remembrance of me. And Jesus makes the invitation. Jesus sets the table for the family. And I'm sure there were a whole lot of Thanksgiving meals this year in a lot of homes where some were Embracing family members that had been estranged for a long time, but there were others where there were empty chairs because people have been alienated and separated and no longer even be considered family. So we think about it. It's a condition of the human heart. That gate, that wall, is always there before us and if we're not careful it will become a wall that imprisons us. Right? It really will. And we build the the wall that tall to keep the people out on this side and then we begin building the wall that tall on this side to keep these people out and then we build the wall over here a little taller to keep these people out and then what's the next wall we build back here? And all of a sudden we're in a great big empty room all by ourselves, right? Is this making sense to anybody? Thank you. My Scotcher is working today, overtime. God bless you, and we're blessed to have you. Thank you. And I am going to wind this up. I already told you I am, but I didn't tell you when. I, well, I, I promise I am, okay? How many believe the best is yet to come? Amen. Amen. How about you and I? How about the church? How about all of us open up the gates of compassion and tear down the walls to offer generosity, sharing, healing, and wholeness, forgiveness, and reconciliation to the world? What would that take on your part? How hard would that be for you to do? How hard would that be for you to do? And then Paul mentions in the scriptures in the Corinthian church the greatest, uh, uh, these three abide faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. But you can't really have that love and faith without hope. And that's what this service is about today. I suspect, and this is me talking, it would change the way I pray and how I care for other people and what kind of relationships I make with other people if I could look at every one of those situations with a little more hope, with a more hopeful attitude. We give up too easily, don't we? We throw in the towel too soon. We may be right on the edge of victory, right on the edge of a breakthrough. And then we just lay up another round of, we lay some mortar down and another round of blocks go up, right? Look at the state of the church in the world today. And I am going to quickly wind this up. Look at our own Methodist congregations in the world. Are we breaking down barriers Are we building longer tables? Think about it. The Methodist Church, as far as I can tell, and that's who we represent and who we identify with here as a congregation, has always said, build a bigger tent. They're known as a big tent ministry, where everybody is welcome, everybody is invited. Not just a little exclusive few over here and over here, but it's the big tent ministry, where even though, as John Wesley says, we may not all believe alike, but we can all love alike. Can the church say amen to that? Amen. Chinidam is a minister in Nigeria. He pastors the church, but he works with a lot of Methodist congregations in the Methodist Church of Nigeria, and I'm sure that you will say amen to what I just said. Amen. Thank you all right so um what are the closed gates in your life today what kind of walls need to be torn down to give you some hope in a situation that you've probably almost given up on you feel like uh just let it go it's not worth it the person's not worth it nothing is worth it you ever just felt like it it just isn't worth it anymore to fight the struggle you ever been there I mean, we get there sometimes. But God is still on the throne. Amen. What gates are separating you from yourself? Separating you from yourself. Did you hear that? I remember a long time ago, and Pastor Michelle reminded me of that, that I said we need to pray, Lord, deliver us from ourselves as well as from our enemies. Because sometimes... I am my enemy, so Lord, deliver me from myself. Y'all understand that? Does yourself get in the way sometimes? Mine does. <laughs> Is it fear, anger, resentment, jealousy, indifference, guilt, grief, old wounds that happened? years ago that haven't healed? Loneliness, prejudice, discrimination, or a thousand other things? You see, it doesn't have to be a great big thing. Right? What gates do you need to open today in order to experience true wealth and abundance? to discover your identity and your life and the true meaning of who God is calling you to be. What must I do to be a living example of hope? And I'm at the point I don't even like looking at the news, but we must look at the news and know what kind of world we're living in so that we can seek to be a brighter light in the darkness of the world. But this week, twice, I've awakened early in the morning to the news of mass shootings, and you did too. The club, wherever that was, in Phoenix or somewhere, the nightclub, and the Walmart in Chesapeake. Do you know I have actually been in that Walmart in Chesapeake when I visited Reverend Evelyn Puckett not far from her home I preach revival there those are things that we can relate to how do we go about life's sacred calling not only talking about hope but offering hope how many of you know This little sign right here is beautiful, and it's wonderful, but it's not enough. This sign is not going to give you hope. Jesus will give you hope. But this will remind us that hope is what the world needs today. I want everybody to listen real quietly for just a moment. Listen with your imagination. I told someone here the other day, read the Bible using your holy imagination Read between the lines, read outside the box, you know. Understand what God is saying to you as an individual. Amen? Is that the way you read the Bible? How do I see myself in this story? How do I see my part of the world in this story? But use your imagination and you might hear your gate being rattled just a little bit. Lazarus is knocking at my gate, at your gate. Do you know what the name Lazarus literally means? God has helped. Everybody say, God has helped. And that's where it all begins. Hope is on the way. Amen? the blessed hope in Advent as we search our own hearts and prepare our own minds for the coming of the one who is our hope, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let's stop shutting people out and start welcoming people into our hearts, into our lives, into our family of God. Can the church say amen? Jesus said, whosoever will, let him come. Now, I'm not talking the shades of grace here because we don't do that. We clearly welcome all people in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's the only way I would ever even be here to begin with. I would not, I would not even call myself being a pastor of some place that does not welcome all of God's people. Amen. God bless you. Have we got another song to close with today? Are you glad you came to worship today? I'm glad you came. They quit when they did. I was running out of wind. How about you? I was going to have to step it up. How do you keep up with that, Miss D? Practice. Practice. I think sometimes she just does this. <laughs> all right. We appreciate you, Miss D. We appreciate all of you. And go in peace. We shall see you, God willing, next Saturday morning at 1030, why don't you invite somebody to come? Tell them we have an awful lot of fun. And you can't get this on Walmart. And you have to put it on your credit card anyway. So just come and enjoy it and be blessed. Amen. Amen. Go in peace.